When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TC Live as we get you set for the deciding doubles rubber in Asheville, a spot in the Billie Jean King Cup finals on the line between the U.S. and Ukraine. It is two apiece. Down to the doubles we go. We will also catch you up on everything that went down in Monte Carlo today as the finals are set in Monaco. Welcome into the studio, Steve Weisman, the Hall of Famer, Tracy Austin, Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick. This is an exciting place to be right now as the U.S. was up 2-0, then lost both singles, rubbers today, all knotted at two apiece, Tracy. What do you make of that decision to put in Shelby Rogers in place of Allie Risk today? Well, Allie played so well in taking out Yastrzemska yesterday, particularly in that first set tiebreak, 18-16. She was so clutch maybe, Steve, there's something that we don't know about that they discussed in the locker room. Maybe Ellie wasn't feeling well today. We don't know. Um, but Shelby Rogers came out a little bit tight, and I've got to give Zavatska a huge kudos because she came out and played the match of her life. She's usually not that aggressive, particularly off the forehand side, and she was attacking return. She was driving through the ball, loves the backhand, but she handled the moment extremely well. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, uh, first and foremost, uh, Yastrzemska played a great match also. Just mm. was coming out of her shoes in every shot. Uh, Jesse Pagula didn't play that badly, maybe a little bit tight, but she didn't have the, the racket in her hands half the point, right? Yastrzemska was just teeing off on serves, first classic first ball tennis. But listen, like Tracy said, we might not know what we don't know, okay? But outside of that, if Ali Risk is healthy, this side of a grass court, this is a perfect surface for her. Low bouncing, she likes to take it early, can get forward a little bit on it. But more importantly, it takes the, the, the sweet spot for Zavatska to from, you know, maybe above waist high to down below, which is a lot tougher to attack from there, right? So we don't know, we don't know. Obviously, it's, 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 it's easy to second guess from where we're sitting, but I was really, really shocked to see risk taken out of the lineup if, if she doesn't have an injury, considering the court, uh, the court conditions there. Fast, low bouncing, that's what risk likes. Tracy, now the big decision comes down to who the U.S. puts in for the doubles. So you've got two of the top 40 doubles players in the world, and Asia Muhammad, Desiree Kropchak on your roster. You also have the team of potentially Jesse Pagula and Asia Muhammad, who won a tournament in Melbourne earlier this year. What do you think? That's such a tough uh, call because you have Desiree Kropchak, who won three majors last year in doubles, and she's playing so well, but she's a rookie. You've got mm-hmm. Asia Muhammad, who is a rookie. So they've never played a match in the Billie Jean King Cup, which formerly was the Fed Cup. And now you go out and de- play the deciding rubber. That is so much pressure. Oh, I, I, it's really, really difficult. I, I don't know. You're, are you going to put me on the line with that? No, I mean... I, it's just tough. I think it was really good, though, that they brought in Asia Muhammad at the yes. last minute, who is a doubles player, Desiree Kravchek, who is exclusively a doubles player, just for a moment like this if it came down to the deciding rubber. But I, at the beginning of the day, I did not see this fist match coming at all. I thought it was Jess Pagula who was going to finish it in three. The way that she played yesterday, yeah. only losing three games total... 
it was a, a total switcheroo. Yeah, as Andy mentioned, I mean, Yastrzemska really stepped up today. Obviously, the players from Ukraine have a lot to play for, their entire nation on their back right now. The crowd's been amazing in Asheville. But it comes down to this doubles, Andy. Uh, your thoughts on potential lineups, whether you put in the singles players, the doubles players, or, or a combination? Well, we haven't discussed the Ukraine side of things yet and who they're going to put in. I'd have a hard time if I'm their captain not putting in the hot hands today with your Yastremska and, and, and Zavatska. I mean, they, they've felt the atmosphere today. They've gone above and beyond uh, with that atmosphere. I think you put them back in and say, hey, listen, you got the hot hand. Keep firing. As far as the U.S., it's, it's strange. There's a lot of choices, but you're trying to predict nerves of, of people who maybe haven't been in that situation before. I think you go with the people that you think are going to be the most composed, go out and play a match and not be overawed not only by the situation, but also it's a different feeling when you feel like you're protecting a lead, right? And you've kind of blown it a little bit. Uh, we might see if Ali Risk is healthy or not. Shelby Rogers, I, it was a tough loss, but decent doubles player, and she didn't spend too much time on court. So I feel like you, you got to put all cards on the table. You, listen, you, you got to think your body is good enough um, to get through a, a doubles match, even if you've played singles. One last thing is Pagula. Pagula won a doubles title earlier this year with Coco Goff, and she's been going deep in doubles, so she's so solid. Didn't play as well as she normally did, does. Her serve was off today. It was 40%, 50%, but she might be someone that you can count on. Yeah, you got, tough, the, tough you, got, call. you got the Kitchenuk sisters, by the way, for, for Ukraine as well, who have played together their entire lives, so they know each other well. If I'm Kathy Rinaldi, I'm going Pagula Muhammad because they know each other well. They've won a title earlier this year. It's just a good combination. We'll see what she ends up deciding. We will let you know right here on TC Live. First, let's get you caught up on everything that went down in Monte Carlo earlier today. It was semifinal Saturday. The Spaniards have been dominating all year. First it was Rafa, then Carlos Alcaraz, and now Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, the 22-year-old Tracy, into his first yeah, Masters Davidovich semifinal, Fokina. taking on Grigor Dimitrov. I keep expecting Davidovich Fokina in the far court to have a little bit of a letdown after taking out Novak, Taylor Fritz, yeah, and now playing against Dimitrov, who has so much more experience. And in the second set, Davidovich Fokina serving at 5-4, a couple more points, and he's going to get to the finals of his first Masters 1000. And as he said, he couldn't get one ball in the court in that 10th game. And he played a pretty poor tiebreak as well. I think he was a little let down that he couldn't serve it out. Dimitrov, he just kept getting the balls back in play. He kept them high, kept them down low with the slices. Great defense from Dimitrov. And a few unexpected errors from Davidovich Fakina. But then in the third set, it was really interesting because... Dimitrov, he actually had the lead. Two love, looked like it was all going his way, all of the momentum. But Dimitrov has said, I'm just going to play point by point. I'm going to enjoy every single shot that I'm out there. And that positive mentality really paid off. He won five games in a row. He is such a grinder. The physicality from this young Spaniard is off the charts. Just and then going through, he cannot believe it. What a week he has had. It's been incredible. As you mentioned, took out the world number one, Novak Djokovic, just kept it rolling. Now a chance to win his first career title at this level. See how happy he is. Join Prakash on our desk after. You do know after you win this match today, you move up to 27 in the world. I don't so, care. I, I love that. I love that. So rankings, not the matter for you. You just want to go out there and give your best every day. Yes, always. You know, uh, my team and me, we were saying for this tournament, play every point. 
play every point, every point, every point. Doesn't matter. Three zero down, four zero down. Doesn't matter. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Doesn't matter the the ranking. Doesn't matter everything. Just play, enjoy. You know, this is this picture is it's amazing. It's amazing. Then just enjoy and play. Love that energy, and the Spaniard will face the winner of this heated rivalry, the 10th meeting between Stefano Tsitsipas and Alexander Zverev. The Greek held a 6-3 advantage coming in, was 2-0 on clay. They play each other for the fifth straight season. Obviously, Zverev has done better at the Masters 1000 level, but Tsitsipas is the defending champion in Monte Carlo. He has won 17 of his last 18 sets there, dating back to his title last year. And Zverev trying to reach his 30th tour-level final, Andy. This one, the Greek took advantage early. Yeah, and we'll see during this highlight package, Steve, that uh, he was almost challenging Zverev, begging him to come in a little bit. He moved so well, passing on the run, kind of played that chip down and said, hey, listen, you're either going to come forward on a slow red clay court or you're going to have to stay back and stay in these neutral rallies. Uh, getting the ball up on that forehand, he comes in again, is able to play it down and kind of get away with baiting. Uh, Zverev to come forward, almost challenging him to make a decision, uh, you know, none of which seemed like a good one uh, today, but was very patient. I was curious that you see that playing the ball down, forcing him to lift that forehand up and come in, which he's not uh, super comfortable with, um, but just did a great job of tracking balls down, giving himself another chance. It felt like all day like he was going to win points like this, that he had no business uh, winning. I was a little curious how they would come out. They both played such emotional matches yesterday. You see him bringing him in again and then passing him again. It was the same thing over and over, especially on big points. Wasn't scared to play cat and mouse with, with Alex Vera today. Uh, solid performance from Tsitsipas. Uh, we, we forget that just last night he was down 4-0 in the third set against Schwartzman and somehow uh, figured out a way to get through it. But here's another one. This is match point. Another uh, point with it. you just don't think he was supposed to win. Didn't give up on any points and ended up hitting a good pass. Uh, Straightforward, four and two in the semifinals. I didn't see that scoreline coming. Eight aces, one more than half his return points, and it is a return trip to the finals and another spot on our desk with Prakash. I was trying to make it physical, as surprising as this may sound after such a, right. such a battle last <laughs> night. I said to myself, you know, um, let's just make it physical. I don't, I don't care if you're tired. Let's just stay here for as long as it, it's required. So here we go. It is the final Sunday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Tennis Channel. Davidovich, Fokina, Sitsipas, the Spaniard, was 4-9 this year coming to Monte Carlo. Now into his first ATP Tour singles final, playing the defending champion from Greece. Andy, I'll start with you. How do you see this final playing out? Well, the big difference in what Davidovich, Fokina has done against the opponents he's played and what he's going to face with Sitsipas is Djokovic. Best player, possibly the best player of all time, but hits the ball pretty straight through the court, right? Taylor Fritz hits the ball pretty straight through the court. Dimitrov likes to come forward, hits a, can get the ball up on the back end, but likes to come forward and kind of play that. Sitsipas is going to be able to get the ball up on Davidovich Fokina. He's going to be hitting back ends up here as opposed to down here. That's going to be the telltale sign early is can Davidovich Fokina stay aggressive like he has been hitting that backhand up the line that he's gotten away with this whole week off a ball that's maybe six inches higher. Uh, look for Sitsipas to test that one early. 
For me, I think that Tsitsipas has the much bigger weapons on court, bigger serve by far. He's got a huge forehand. He's going to have to use that to great effect. He's finishing points off beautifully at the net. He has just more options, more tools, more ways to win points. The one thing about Davidovich Fokina, he's a grinder. He's so physically strong, and I think he's going to have to get it up high on the Tsitsipas backhand. The one-hander, when he's up here, he doesn't have a lot that he can do with that, so he's going to have to go with that, hopefully get a short one, and then take it early and go to the forehand side. Try to, try to dictate with that type of play. Uh, the Spaniard, Andy, has really shown no nerves this entire week. Uh, you see what he's done against the world number one and now into his first career final. Do you remember what it was like in your first career final and how he can kind of overcome and push through that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, my first final certainly wasn't the uh, the final of a Masters 1000. I'll tell you that much right now. So uh, he is going to uh, have some nerves. But, you know, I, I actually think he's gone through kind of some waves in his matches, right? Like, uh, late in the Novak match, he kind of let it get away from him in the second set, uh, played well in the third set. Today, he looked very average for like 25 minutes. Dimitrov was able to sneak out that second set. Uh, he was making a lot of errors, even said to Prakash, I didn't feel like I could make a ball. So he's gotten away with the peaks and valleys a little bit. I don't know that he's going to be able to get away with that tomorrow uh, against Tsitsipas. And again, the height of the ball and where he's able to take it, where he's comfortable, is going to have to make the decision to, to go back. Or is he going to have to come forward and take it a little bit earlier? I'm going to be fascinated by those adjustments early in this match. The last unseeded winner in Monte Carlo was Tomas Muster back in 1992. And Tsitsipas looking to go back-to-back for the first time since Rafa Nadal did it. Coming up on TC Live, more from the Billie Jean King Cup. Kathy Rinaldi has made her decision. We will let you know who is taking the court for Team USA in doubles. Plus... All across the world, Iga Sviantek, Emma Raducanu looking to lead their nations to the finals in November. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live as we head back to Asheville, North Carolina. Team USA, Ukraine. Jesse Pagula looking to clinch. For the Americans, taking on Diana Yastremska, Tracy. It's a completely different Diana Yastremska today. She came out with so much firepower, but it was consistent. It was controlled. She was finding her targets. She was playing smarter tennis, building the points until she had the opportunity to hit winners. So she takes that first set, and you're thinking, okay, Pagula yesterday won so easily. She likes this court, the low-bouncing, fast court, and it was Yastremska who just held her nerve had so many different variations in play. And you kept thinking, okay, Pagula's going to find a way. She stays so calm. But Yastremska, she's playing for so much more than just this Billie Jean tie. She's playing for her home country. It's been such turmoil in the last couple of months. She played fantastic tennis, wins it in straights. The 21-year-old keeping Ukraine alive. So then, instead of Ali Risk, Kathy Rinaldi putting in Shelby Rogers against Katerina Zavatska, Andy. Yeah, and, and Zavatska played a great match, was just 
had a clear strategy, was driving that forehand more than she normally does. You can see what this, this win means to her. All of a sudden, it's a tie ball game, and as Tracy mentioned, emotions are so high on this Ukraine side. They're playing inspired, doing it for their country, and I'll never cheer against the USA, but I'm happy to see them have those moments of happiness as well, and hey, it's coming down to the doubles. Well said, Andy, for Zavatska, her first ever win at this event. So, Captain Kathy Rinaldi has made her choice. She took my advice. She did. Did you have a call straight to her ear, Steve? Asia Muhammad, Jesse Pagula, they they played a lot of doubles together, and they've been very successful. They will take on Ludmila Kitchenuk. And Diane Yastrzemska, what do you make of this, Tracy? I think it's a smart play. As you said, Muhammad and Pagula have played together before, and that's so important to have that cohesiveness and that, you know, comfortable in such a big moment. And then Kitchenok, it's going to be Lodmila, who is the higher ranked of the Kitchenok twins. She's going to be playing with Yastrzemska, who has been ranked as high in the top 30. So she can handle this moment. Such an opportunity for both teams to close out a huge tie. All right, some other Billie Jean King Cup highlights from all across the world. We had Great Britain in action, taking on the Czech Republic. Emma Raducanu won on Friday, but Saturday, different story against Marketa Vandrosova. Vandrosova, of course, the semifinalist at the French before. She is such an experienced player, loves this surface, whereas Raducanu had just won her first clay court match yesterday. So it goes down to the deciding Doubles rubber, and you've got Harriet Dart and Katie Swan in the near court. And they lose that against Vondrosova and Mukova. The Czechs win again. They have won six out of the last ten years. They are consistent winners. And they're without their highest-ranked players in Krejčíkova, Pliskova, and Kvitova. Yet they still get it done. Also, the number one doubles player, Siniakova, not there either. So here are the countries so far that have made the finals That will be taking place November 8th to the 13th. 127 nations down to 12. Canada, Latvia still to be decided. Leila Fernandez will look to clinch it for the Canadians and the U.S. and Ukraine coming down to the double. Some exciting stuff. Of course, the host nation gets a spot in as well. What do we make of this doubles rubber, Andy, coming down to we heard Tracy's thoughts about Pagula, Muhammad getting the call from Rinaldi and taking on Kitchenuk and Yastremska. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, we're, we're going to look and see what Kitchenuk and, and Muhammad, what, what they're bringing early. Obviously, this is going to be one of the biggest matches uh, that they've played. It's, it's their specialty. It's what they're supposed to do really well. So they're going to feel the pressure maybe even more than, than Pagula and Yastremska. Yastremska is going to come out just like she did in the singles and just completely go for broke, try to disrupt any sort of rhythm. So uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting, Steve. And we'll see if you would make a good Billie Jean Cut captain or not with this call. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I mean, listen, listen, Kathy's won uh, a Fed Cup before 2017, broke that streak of 17 <laughs> years in a row that the U.S. hadn't won. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting in between a Davis Cup champion, three-time Fed Cup champion, Tracy. Where does that rank in your list of career accomplishments, getting that team title? Yeah, it's high. I I think there's things that you certainly want to accomplish. Number one in the world, winning a major and winning what used to be a Fed Cup because you're playing for your country. There's nothing like it. When you've got the flag, I had it on my pockets, and they play the national anthem, and all of a sudden you're representing more than yourself. You're playing with Chris Everett, Rosie Casals, Billie Jean King is your captain who you looked up to. You're like, pinch me moment. And, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to play on three winning Fed Cups. So that was quite special. How about you, Andy? Where does it it rank in your uh, grand scheme of accomplishments? 
Yeah, it was it was a big deal when we won in 2007 for 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 a lot of reasons. Um, the guys who uh, we won with were like brothers, right? I mean, they're, they're guys that I still have relationships with, uh, close relationships with to this day. We were always kind of right there. We made the semis, we made the finals, and so getting over that last hurdle. And listen, tennis is a pretty selfish sport, a pretty selfish existence most of the time. And so to get this opportunity when I didn't play college tennis to be part of a team was something I really gravitated towards. And, uh, you know, I, I rarely miss Davis Cup ties during my career. It's uh, some of the best memories for me. Roddick, the hair looked great there. <laughs> oh, man, I would do anything, Steve. I would do anything. Oh, Steve, you, you dig it in. No, it looked, it looked great. <laughs> you remember the visor uh, back in the days was just poking out. It was fantastic. He's always looking uh, excellent. Yes, yes, he is. Love you, Tracy. All right, Love a lot you. Still to get to, we will get you back out to Asheville, North Carolina for that doubles rubber. Plus, a former Grand Slam champ returning to action in Belgrade. And how about this? A little throwback Junior Davis Cup photo. What match were these three getting all rowdy for? We'll let you know. Back on TC Live next week, Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros, presented by ZipRecruiter, brings you the best clay court action from ATP and WTA events across Europe. Tune in for daily live center court coverage from Barcelona, Belgrade, Stuttgart, and Istanbul. It all begins Monday, 5 a.m. Eastern. And guess who's going to be in Belgrade? None other than Dominic Team. He's already posting from Serbia saying he is ready to go. His first tour-level event of the year in Belgrade. Andy, he gets John Millman in the first round. Could face Novak Djokovic in the quarterfinals. What are you expecting to see from Dominic Team? I, I don't know, is, is, I think is the only answer, right? You hope Millman is the kind of draw he would probably like because he's going to be able to hit returns, get into points. Millman's not going to come out and completely blow him off the court. I don't know that Clay is Millman's favorite surface, so that's a good start. Listen, quarterfinals, that's an absolute win if, if he makes their wins a couple of matches, but we're just happy to see him back healthy, COVID-free, wrist looks okay, in good spirits. Uh, good things for Dominic team, we hope. Yeah, absolutely. Coming back from a wrist surgery is not easy. That could be such a, a tricky injury. And I think he's been out for about 10 months, Steve. That's a long time and a lot of rust builds up. But coming back on his favorite surface, so I'm looking forward to him building his way into the tournament. Yeah, we wish the best of luck to our uh, Tennis Channel family member. He was with us during the U.S. Open last year. Dominic team. Uh, back to Asheville. And how about Matty Pagula? Jesse's dog, uh, the, the mascot for Team USA this week. One of her three dogs, Tracy. Uh, I've met Maddie before. Lovely pupper. They're all lovely. And I, I think she has a company that matches dogs that, to service, service dogs, that people need service dogs. So Jessica Pagula, obviously a soft spot for animals, and that's lovely to see. Is it named after Maddie Keys? I mean, you can't play with someone named Maddie and then have a dog named Maddie. Like, that, that has to be, right? Could be. I, I mean... It's no Bob Costas, but could could be Maddie Keys. <laughs> <laughs> what what an honor for Madison Keys with with that with that good looking dog right there. <laughs> and she will be having a big role in the doubles with Asia Muhammad, looking to clinch it for Team USA against Ukraine. We'll get you back out to Asheville momentarily. Then we got this gem. How about this? Colette Lewis tweeted this out: a photo of Tommy Paul, Taylor Fritz, Riley Opelka. This was back 2015 Junior Davis Cup. Andy, and they were rooting on none other than Seb Korda, who was playing Felix Oje Aliasim. It all comes full circle. Hey, listen, I say this a lot during this segment, Steve. We've all made mistakes. <laughs> Are you saying?
saying they need to get into the gym. I mean, that's such an adorable picture. It really is. And then you have Vassal Kirkok on the left and Alex Rybakov also. They're the tennis players that have done so well. So this is, this is an iconic picture when you see these guys so young. Love it. Love the support. All went on to win uh, junior majors that year. Fantastic stuff. I, I, I'm, all, I, I'm also happy that they now make enough money where they can afford, afford clothes. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the final word. All right, here is the doubles lineup coming up in Asheville. We got Jesse Pagula, Asia Muhammad taking on Ludmila Kichinuk and Diana Yastremska for the right to reach the Billie Jean King Cup finals. Don't go anywhere. Back on TC Live with our hot shot of the day. We actually have two of them, a bonus. Tracy, how about Iga Sviantek leading Poland to another big win? Watch this. She changes the racket face and, oh, the drop shot. And you know, normally I would say I'm not sure about that show, Brody, when you're winning six love, six love in 52 minutes. Her opponent can't feel too good about this, but Iga is so humble. I think it's okay. And our bonus one, the doubles action. Robert Farah going around the post, standing. Always love going around the post. Good look, getting in some doubles there, Steve Weissman. And I agree with uh, the Sviatek call, what our uh, our legend Tracy Austin said. This was, uh, this. I guess it was, I can't see the reaction. I assume it, uh, here we go. We'll get a nice little close-up. But the Sviatek one, when I heard about it, I was ready to say, oh, that's kind of cocky. But it actually wasn't. It was a functional shot, given the scenario and how far back the opponent was. Anyways, done. 19 straight wins for Iga, by the way, number one player in the world. She's, she's rolling. She is on a roll. Here we go. Deciding match. Asia Muhammad, Jesse Pagula. They won the Melbourne Summer Series event earlier this year before the Australian Open. Ludmila Kichinuk, Diana Yastremska teaming up for Ukraine. They just walked out onto the court in Asheville. What's going through their minds, Tracy? They're nervous. I mean, this is a lot. This is a lot because going into the day, I don't think they, the Americans were thinking they were going to be playing doubles. I think they thought either just, just Bagula was going to close it out and either Shelby or Allie was going to close it out if need be uh, for Zavatska to come up with that win. Yastremska was amazing, but we know that she can play that level of tennis. But for Zavatska to elevate her game, that's what BJK Cup, Davis Cup is about. Playing for your country, you find that extra gear somehow, the emotions, you ride those emotions. Interesting, Andy, because the crowd in Asheville has been going both ways, really. I mean, they're a pro-American crowd, but they're very supportive of the Ukrainian players. How do you think it'll play out in this finals deciding scenario? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, 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 I say with pride, there's an element of, of respect in the building, right? Normally at a, a Billie Jean King a cup tie match or a Davis Cup match, it's like all rules are out the window. There's air horns, there's chants, there's, you know, people saying stuff during ball tosses. And I like that that has not been the case. Obviously, these uh, these these young women from the Ukraine have been through uh, a lot recently without uh, people heckling them. So I do admire uh, the respect, but we do need to get behind our, our USA team here. Uh, the nerves are there, but it's going to be different uh, also. The U.S. side is trying to protect the lead. They know they let it get away. They're going to be, uh, you know, a little bit more nervous where it's all upside for the U the, the Ukraine uh, at this point. They're going to come out like they have all day and just let it rip. For Asia Muhammad, this is her debut at this event, Tracy. Yeah, I think she'll be able to handle it. She's won enough titles, whether it's at the ITF level or the WTA level. Um, you know, Kathy Rinaldi can do a good job. Captain Kathy Rinaldi on the sideline, keeping them calm and really clear about their tactics.
All right, can't wait to see it. Tracy is going to head back to the booth, join Pam Shriver for the call. Andy, great job on TC Live as always as we are heading back out to Asheville, North Carolina. The deciding rubber between Team USA and Ukraine for the right to make the Billie Jean King Cup finals in November.